a little extra Lambo coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing? We've got a great show for you today. Yeah, we've got a great show for you today. We have one of TikTok's most wanted, most banned. He's on account, well, when he creates this next account, it'll be number 43. He is Michael Three Rose. He came on to the show. We recorded earlier in the week. Had a great conversation and really touched on a lot of things. Uh, I've been on his show, the Patriots United radio show, and I've been a guest host. I've been a guest and I'm going to be on there again in the next few days. So I'm very excited for that as a guest. And so we talked about that. We talked about how that show started. And then we kind of talked about some other things like the election, like, you know, some uh, TikTok drama that's going on right now with uh, a lead singer of a band. So we talked about all that. And it, it was a great show. Very happy that that Michael was able to come on three rows, and and uh, yeah, we're gonna have him on again. And he's a, he's a great guest, very knowledgeable, and I'm very happy to, to to be on his show as well. So so it's great fun. What do we got coming up here? Um, I'm gonna be on their show, Patriots United Radio Network. It is uh, the link will be in my link tree. If you want to find easy an easy access to get to it, it will be in my link tree. Just click on it. You'll see uh, Michael's face. You'll see Chadio's face. It should say pa- Patriots United Radio, and just click on that, and that'll take you right to it. I believe the time is Monday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific. So seven, is that mountain? Seven central? Seven central. As I'm looking at my producer, looking for a thumbs up. Seven central, and it's 5 p.m. Pacific. Check in. It will be live. You can call in if you want, if you got a question. And it'll be me, Mike, and Chadio, as well as Kim, the producer. And she's uh, she's a great conversation piece herself, so I'm hoping to schedule a show on with her. I keep we keep floating ideas, and and she's like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. So we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about something when she comes on. So it'll be a good show. Um, summer is almost to an end. Fall is almost here. It, it rained today. We are very smoky here. We've got some fires going on outside, and. The breathing, the air outside, air quality outside for breathing is not very good. So that rain that came through was very brief, but it did knock down a lot of smoke. Uh, there's a couple fires around us. Nothing major that's right in our area. It's been really small fires along the highway, along the hillsides, and we've got it all taken care of. So, but everything else seems to be Idaho way. I guess there was a fire in Canada that blew down. Uh, some fires over in Oregon, I guess, that, that have kind of blown across. So it's a culmination of a little bit of everything, but nothing in our general area, So which is good. We had those a few years ago right on top of us, and it was not pretty. So uh, I do know that there's a fire uh, just 
at the Canadian border, and they're kind of letting it go, just kind of letting it burn off the brush and managing the the fire, but it is putting out so much smoke. So there must be a lot of timber, a lot of dead timber up there that's just laying on the ground, you know, burning up. So, And it is, it's producing so much smoke, but probably needed, and as long as they're able to control it and manage it and the winds stay down, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I'd say let it burn as well and, and clean up that area. So what do we got coming up? I got Arizona baseball coming up uh, end of October. So if anybody's down in that Scottsdale area, uh, shoot the show uh, an email, extralambo at gmail.com, or shoot a message to the Facebook page. Let's uh, let's sit down, have a have a couple brewskis and take a picture and, and you know, whatever's on your mind we'll talk about. And then I get to go down and play some baseball, so... It'll be a fun, fun time. I recently retired, like a couple days ago, <laughs> was my last uh, my last games. I I have been playing in this league for ten years, and started my own team. And it's just it's become to the point where uh, it is becoming just a little bit too much. My body's not recovering, and as like it should. And my son is going to start playing travel ball. So I got a couple different things going that is not forcing me out, but I'm, I'm leaving and I'm, and I'm happy with it. I, I've, I've been playing baseball for 40 years. Uh, and lots of ups, lots and lots of ups. Uh, there have been some downs, of course. The not being drafted, being one of them, being kind of bitter at the game. And then you kind of realize that there's a whole world of people that are getting looked at as well, looking to be drafted as well. And you're just a, you're just one person. So it's, you got to be the right place, right time. I've, I know people that have gotten drafted and I question that they must've had a really good day when they got watched because I'm way better than they are and kind of bitter that it wasn't me, but uh, I still love the game. I love the game of baseball. I love the, the purity of it. I love the one-on-one aspect of it within a team sport and I've always said you can take a baseball player and put it in any other sport and they'll compete but you take an athlete from any other sport and put them on a baseball field baseball field and they will struggle baseball players are just natural not saying that any sport is a natural athlete but baseball players are more adaptive at playing other sports as well and and being successful so I'm walking away and I'm happy about it and and uh it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling, you know, the last years have been planning for next year. Who do we got coming up in the draft? What do we need? What's our team need needs? Uniforms, hats, all of that stuff. And what what's I don't know what to do with my time. I don't know what to do with my hands, Ricky Bobby. So, we'll figure it out. I'm I'm sure uh I'm sure the Radio show is going to keep me busy. I do have a couple new options that kind of have presented themselves to me and the show, and I'm I'm really excited for the direction that the show is is going. The the name value, name value, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word, but people remembering and noticing the show. So the name recognition and. You know, it comes from TikTok. It comes from my from my nickname Lambo, and 
you know, it's just one of those names that, that people remember, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that one. So, But I'm, I'm very excited for the direction of the show, for the offers that are being presented to me. And I'm going to sit down and, and kind of just look over everything and see what is going to be best for the show and best for the the content of the show and how I can reach more people. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. It's about reaching more people, getting that word out there. We are being silenced on every communist platform that we are put in front of, that we try to exercise our freedom of speech, and we get silenced for it. So if we can find a format that we can get the word out and we can send messages and and spread the word and get people prepared for what's coming, it is a plus, it is a bonus, it is something that needs to be done. So very excited. Uh, more news about that will come out here in the future as, as I look over things and, and it becomes more clear as to what is what is being offered. So I'm very excited. Um, Just kind of looking over my notes of, of what else is next here. Uh, we got some shows lined up. I've got a couple other guests that I'm going to reach out to here very shortly. Um, Michael has always been at the top of the list. We just haven't been able to make our schedules work and and uh we finally got them on so without further ado i give to you michael three rows on the air with us today we have a TikTok legend, one of the most wanted gang of, of guys that get banned as soon as they put an account up. I have Michael Three Rows from Texas. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing good, brother. Doing good. You are on account 43. Where does I will be. When I make one, I will be. <laughs> when you will be, yeah, when you, when you make one. So where does your name come from the 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 three rows where does it come from man uh at first when i got onto tiktok my name was that conservative plumber uh you know because i own a plumbing and construction company and i started doing videos with plumbing in them and then i started doing uh you know patriotic videos and and just kind of posting repost and stuff like that well once i started making videos i got banned and uh, after my second account, somebody told me, well, change your name. And so I changed it to that Texas Patriot. And I had that for like five accounts. And so I thought, okay, well, it's time to change my name again. And it was during the Kyle Rittenhouse, the four-door more horse deal. And I was sitting there one night with my wife and we were laughing. And she said something about uh, three rows more bros because she drives a Suburban. And I just spit out the three rows more hose. And she started laughing. And she's like, you should make that your name. And so that's what I did. It was just a goofy, uh, a goofy thing that we come up with, but it, you know, the three rows kind of stuck and I don't care about the rest of it, but pretty much half my friends call me three rows now. So that's where that came from. When, when you and I first got together, cause I have you in my phone as Michael, Texas Patriot. So you yep. were under the, under that alias as the, the Texas Patriot, uh, when when we first got together, and then it and then it started moving to the rows. So, I always find it interesting how how you come up with names. You know, we got Freedom Stick comes up with all of his Freedom Tree, Freedom Plant, Freedom Earth. You know, 
trying to trying to step away from the algorithm of of the AI on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried every, I think I've tried almost everything that you can do. I've had people from other, you know, from Canada make me accounts on private servers. And those accounts lasted maybe nine, ten hours. I, I've changed my name. I've had private accounts. I've had accounts where I didn't friend anybody back, just zero friends. That's what Kramer had suggested to do. And I, I think I've tried every suggestion that anybody has gave me and and some of my own different phones. I've been through seven device bands on TikTok. I mean, it's, it's just insane, the software that they use to come after us. And knowing that they have that kind of software, and they're not using it where they should be using it, it really pisses me off. Yeah, because heaven forbid they go after the child traffickers, the human traffickers, the pedophiles that are on there, the groomers that are on there. Heaven forbid they go after them and, and silence them, but they get their own platform but we'll silence the conservatives on TikTok. It's, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. It really doesn't. I, I mean that even that kind of shit's not allowed in China. You know, they don't allow pedophilia. They don't allow the stuff that that's going on. And so I don't, I don't understand why they would even allow that on, on us. I know that the American government has their hand in on TikTok and they've had creators, on conference calls with the White House, basically telling them what they wanted them to push out during the beginning of the pandemic. And and so, I mean, I, I honestly don't know who exactly is running TikTok more, if it's China or if it's the American government, Silicon Valley. I don't know. I'd really like to know, but. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And there, there has to be a, a U.S. government uh, infiltration there at some part, at some, you know, at some point point within the app like they have their own office there they're i mean i it could be anything virginia yeah, what, what what's the what's the norad that that tracks santa it, it maybe it's a part of tiktok or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe so it wouldn't surprise me at all but they, they definitely have some uh some stuff the software that they shouldn't have and that they're using and they're using that for their political purposes uh, and and they could be using it like you said to take down these minor attracted you know persons and these pedos and it's disgusting that that that's what they use it for. But we're gonna put a stop to it, man. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna take this country back, and we'll we'll make sure that all these people are held accountable. And we need to we need to come up with you know I was talking to Kramer a while back, and 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 I think maybe you were on the show where we were talking about having a, a digital constitution to where no matter if they're a private entity or not, they're held accountable for breaking the constitution and, and they have to give us our constitutional rights. So yeah, I think that, that our first amendment is very important. And when you let somebody dictate who gets to talk and who gets to speak and who gets heard, uh, that's dangerous territory. To get your voice out there, you started with Chatio from TikTok as yep. well. You started Patriots United Radio. How did that all come together? How did how did you two did you guys just on a live come up with it? How did that start? Uh, Chatio actually, you know, we had already gotten exchange phone numbers just from doing lives and and talking back and forth on TikTok. So we had a uh, during the uh, the trucker convoy up there. 
he had put me in contact with a lot of the truckers that, that were up there. And so I was getting information from them trying to put it on TikTok. Well, basically TikTok just took my account and, and I couldn't speak on that convoy whatsoever because the information that I was getting was straight from the truckers mouths up there. And TikTok did not like that. And so Chad and I figured out what they were doing, you know, and they started shutting me down and it did not matter what I posted on that damn convoy. And so Chad would send me stuff and I would send it to a, you know, about a, a email list of about 10 people. And those 10 people would send it out to about 10 people. And we were spreading stuff that way. That way we could get our word out without having, you know, without being shut down completely. Uh, so, you know, you have to come up with different tactics because this is a war. You know, and, and so we're constantly having to change our tactics. And right now, that's that's why I don't even have an account right now, because obviously the tactics that I'm working on isn't working. And I've got a T-Rick from TikTok. He's he's called me and said he wants to help me. And so we're, we're working on a plan right now to where if maybe he can help me stay on the platform a little bit longer to where I'm not starting over daily. But you get back to the subject, Chad just reached out to me one day and, and basically said, man, uh, you've got a strong voice. You you know politics over here in Canada pretty well. Uh, I'm very versed in American politics. And he was just like, why don't we start a radio show? Well, what happened is we both got invited. He got invited onto the Disrespected Trucker Show. And so the week after, I was on the Disrespected Trucker Show. And then so the week after, like, the guy had, he had only had like two to 300 listeners on the show uh, previously per episode and the night that Chad was on there, he had like 700, 800 followers, or listeners on there. And then the night that I was on there, he was up in the eight, nine hundreds. And so he thought, man, I'm going to get them both back together. Well, when he had us both on there, he called us the next night and he was like, guys, we had 2,300 people listening to that live show tonight. He was like, they wanted to hear what you guys had to say. And he was like, you guys could think about starting your own show. And that kind of sparked something with Chad and Chad just called me the next day. And he was like, let's do this. And, so that's kind of where where we started with that and why we started it. And it said he could he could get me information from up there that I couldn't get and a lot of people couldn't get because they were you know silencing it so hard. And uh, that's kind of how we became friends. And it all came from me duetting one of his videos one day and him messaging me like, "Hey man, I've been following you forever. I didn't know you followed me back." And, and so you know, it's kind of I've made hundreds of friends off of that app. Yeah, same here. Same here. And I, you know, I never, I didn't expect to, I got on the TikTok to follow my daughter and to see who was commenting on her post that she would put on there. That was it. And then I started following, you know, a couple fishermen and they were old videos, nothing real new coming out. And I'm a baseball player. So I was, you know, following some of the baseball stuff. And then I was like, there's people politically that I agree with that there, there's more out there than just me. And then I found stick and then I found packing and then I found you and then I found Kramer and you know, the, the list kind of goes on from there. And you know, we've been, we've been fishing with freedom stick and, and hopefully we can meet up with you as well. And as, as well as, as packing Patriots. So hopefully we can, we can get together and and do our own little camping trip together. Man, that would be awesome. Tony packing Patriot. He needs it, man. He needs to get out of the city. He's, He's up there in Indiana. He's a steel worker. He's constantly just, surrounded by the hustle and bustle and I, I told him man you need to come down here for about two weeks i know we got the cabin in the woods in tennessee but we were going and going and going 
I told him, you need to come down here and just relax, set up a tent on the back of my property and just hang out in the woods. But yeah, man, that's, that's kind of why I get on TikTok. Uh, Facebook, man, they just kept shutting me down. Uh, I couldn't post anything on there. And when I did post it, they wouldn't let anybody see it. And, you know, we used to have all these different groups on Facebook, man, all these different, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, conspiracy groups, you know, whatever you want to call them. But Facebook went and shut, you know, all the gun pages down, all the conspiracy pages that we had going, they shut them down. And, and it, it just got so restricted over there. The I grandma canning pages. Yeah, man. I can't I can't believe that, you know, just just people who are talking about canning and preparing and setting up gardens and stuff like that. Nope, got to cancel them cuz we don't want you creating your own food. And yeah, that all man, that have... all deals with the government, you know, being the one that's going to be save the day for you. Yeah, you remember the the TV show Doomsday Preppers? We started a Facebook group on on Facebook called Doomsday Preppers, the Doomsday Preppers. There was a couple of spinoffs of it, but man, we had thirty something thousand people in our group at one time, man. And and Facebook just pretty much, I think they sent people in there. They infiltrated the group, uh, got people in there in in the uh, what do you call it? Where you have control of the panel. And they were deleting and blocking people. And I mean, the administrators. Yeah. Yeah. They, they basically got an administrator in there that was deleting and blocking. And by the time it was done, man, I I ended up just walking away from the group, but I don't even think the group uh, is is there anymore. But like I said, we had like 30, about 33,000 people in that group that were active. I mean, there would be 9,000 posts or comments in a day on that group. Uh, people asking questions and just giving stuff, you know, giving information back and forth, man, we created a hell of a group there and uh, it it just gets shut down. They don't want people knowing that they can provide for themselves. They don't want people knowing that they, they want them to think that they need the government to do everything for them. And, and what's sad Lambo is 70, 80% of the population will die without the government. You know, without grocery stores offering them, you know, food and without or the government coming in and saving them, they, they, they won't survive because they're they're not plans for that. They're not mentally prepared for it. They've never even thought once about it. And uh, it's really sad, man. It really is, because I've been thinking about this stuff since probably. I don't know, oh, four, oh, five. Right after my wife and I got together, she was like. You know, she worked at, she was a bartender, man. And so she would go to the bar and I would freaking, she would be up there working till four or five in the morning and she'd want me to go up there and pick her up, man. So I would sit out in the car and read books all night and just a nerd, you know, but started out with like 1984, a buddy of mine told me to read it. This was like in 2003, 2004, probably 2004. And I read that book and it was, I had already been questioning on, you know, 9-11 and I had been questioning a lot of different things. I had read about, uh, the the Tuskegee stuff that they did back in the 30s, and I'd read about a lot of different things the government had actually done that was proven that they had done to our people and that they have admitted to doing. So then I, I'm like, my buddy starts telling me about, uh, you know, cloud seeding and, and harp and all this, and I'm like, dude, you're freaking nuts. This was on Facebook back then, and I just... uh 
I was like, instead of, instead of actually calling him nuts though, I was like, send me this stuff, send me the links and, and prove to me that, that you're not crazy. And he was, he was one of the guys that actually didn't just throw me, you know, throw me in the trash and say, whatever, you don't believe me, whatever. But he, he threw me the receipts and he pointed me to every website that he knew. And I started going, Oh my God, man, they did this in Vietnam back in the, 60s and shit they were flooding people out of their caves what could they do to us now like what technology have they come up with now you know it's it's insane yeah i wish and i would they, have done that because <clears throat> i had a couple friends that they they believe that 9-11 was an inside job and i i, I got the next thing i'm going to ask you is about 9-11 since you brought it up but i wish i would have done that as well because i i was like there's no way our government's involved in that our government would not do that to us our government is here to protect us and Man, that- I, yeah, I wanted to believe the same thing, dude. I was, so my grandpa, my, my dad, they were all Navy men. They were all pretty, pretty hardcore Republicans and, you know, Reagan style, uh, political views. And, and they, you know, they, but they liked JFK, you know, so they weren't, they weren't like hardcore Republican or anything, but they, you know, just their views, but man, that they, that's how they were. They were like, no, Mike, that that's not what happened. You can't believe that that would have happened. And, you know, you start listening to people like Alex Jones and you think, damn, this guy is off his rocker. And, and, but then you get pointed to a couple people that, that actually make sense of it. And you, you know, if we had the technology Lambo, if we had what the cell phones, all the dash cams, all the stuff that we have now, they would have never, gotten away with 9-11 or the pentagon correct because they, they there's just absolutely no way there would have been way too much footage proving that 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 wasn't how it happened because they, there's too much footage already proving it and that was 20 years ago man 21 years ago where were you at so, on that day what were you doing man let's see that was so i would have been 21 years old i was plumbing uh, okay so that morning we had loaded up at the shop, we went to the supply house, man. And so what I'm year, sitting there waiting. What year did you graduate high school? 98. Okay. I'm a 97. Okay. So yeah, I was waiting at the supply house, man, for the guy to bring our fittings out, man. And the news, you know, they just had something on, they always have some type of news on. And, uh, it came across that, that the first tower had gotten hit. And I was just like, what the hell just, you know, what, what's going on here, man. And, you know, uh, I couldn't stay there. We couldn't stay and watch. We had to go to work. We were on somebody else's dime. And so we, uh, loaded up the truck, man. I found it on the, the radio and I don't even think I had to try hard. I think it was right there, man. And so we started listening to the radio. We listened all the way to the job. It was about 25 minutes away. I mean, we had that radio up as loud as we could because we were working on this house that, that had burnt down a few months before that. And so we call it a burnout. We were going through jackhammering all the pipes up and fixing them in the slab and then bringing them back up so that we could replumb this house. And so, man, all day, we parked as close as we could. We had the radio up as loud as we could. We're trying to listen over our jackhammer. So I'm sure we're pissing the neighbors off. Who knows? But, uh, man, we listened to it. We listened to it at lunch. We went to a restaurant that had a TV. You know, we found out the second tower had gotten hit and that they were going down. And, man, it was just, it was the saddest day. I, I, I think I've listened to the radio and watched the TV more that day than I ever have in my life. I just, I've just never even been a, a radio. I mean, a TV person. I listen to the radio all the time, but 
I just, man, it, it was, it was a rough day, man. And the next day though, the unity that I felt between people, it didn't matter what color you were. It didn't matter what political belief you had. Everybody just, man, everybody was hugging. Everybody loved each other. It was a, a great feeling to know that our country was unified. It sucks that something like that, it took something like that to do it. And I can't believe that 20, 21 years later that we are so freaking divided. It took a lot of planning, a lot of organizing, and uh, a lot of media control to get us to the point that we're at right now from where we were then. Yeah, I believe the same thing. I was in the uh, University of Jamestown, and it was a Tuesday. And I remember this because because I was watching Monday Night Football, and now that I'm telling the story, I cannot remember who the wide receiver was that broke his leg. Ah, But anyway, one of the wide receivers for the Broncos, uh, Ed McCaffrey, because um, his son – Christian McCaffrey play is running back now. So it was Ed McCaffrey, Monday Night Football, ends up breaking his leg going across the middle. He got hit. I never saw the hit. So I wanted to see, you know, what the hit was. So I was watching Sports Center in the morning before getting ready to go to class. And yeah. right as the play started, special report, and then it showed the first tower. And we just sat there and I remember calling my roommate into the room, like, dude, look at this. And I'm sitting there. I'm on my I'm on my yellow recliner that we had. We had you know the the hobnobs of of all the furniture combined into one room. And yeah. so I'm sitting in there and I'm watching this. And the special report, the first tower gets hit, and it's like, oh my goodness, you know. And you're thinking it's just like you know maybe like a like a just a normal plane that lost an yeah. engine or something. That's what we thought was like, man, that's 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 horror. And then uh, you see the second plane. Yep. And then all of the buildings falling. And then you hear like the the other uh, plane that goes into the Pentagon. Yeah, the one that went down uh, on the town or went down in the field. In the field. Yeah. So Man. it was it was a rough day and we got a we got one of those mass phone calls from the from the university that, you know, you don't have to go to class if you don't want to, and we're like, Yeah, free day off, not realizing, yeah. you know, what was what was going on. And then, yeah. you know, just dumb college kids. And then it was like, wow, this is a huge deal within our lifetime in, in history. So it was, it was after that. And then that's when the conspiracies started coming out. And I pushed all of them away because I did not want to believe that our government would do that. No, man, I, I'm with you. And that's what I was saying earlier. You know, my, my dad, my grandparents, uh, they, they've all been in the military. They were all very pro-government and, and, you know, try to push those ideas away from me as well. And it's just, uh, just the more I dug into it and man, that's just how I've always been. I just, I have to prove something to myself. I don't know what it is, man, but I have to dig, I have to research. And just the more I looked into it and the, the, you know, the weapons of mass destruction, destruction and, and just the way that they got us into that war again after that, and it just all started making sense, man. And and then when Obama started running, I started trying to warn people about Obama, and 
and just all the plans that, that they had had for him, you know, that, that they had pretty much had been prepping him for this, you know, and, you know, now he's on his, what, third term? <laughs> he's on so, his third term. Yeah. That's what I But, believe. man, that, that 9-11, man, I think for anybody our generation, anybody that was that old enough to remember that moment, I think that moment, that day, will probably be instilled in their brain, the back of their head forever. Because, man, I can remember, like you said, that yellow chair. I can just remember everything about that day. And I, like I said, I was glued to the, to the TV whenever I got home. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to do nothing, man. I just didn't want to take a shower. I just wanted to watch and, and just see what was going on because our country was under attack. And, man, it, it was... It's the worst attack we've ever had until until 2020, until they got us with COVID. So yeah, yeah. Um, I on my other podcast, the Hotcast One Radio podcast, me and my co-host Albert Garza, we in we got to talk to one of the players who got to play in that first game, the Braves versus the Mets, and we were talking to him about that feeling that the the emotions behind it what it meant to the players in the city of New York to be able to to be able to get out be american again to watch a baseball game without having that fear behind you and and we talked a lot about that yeah man I- and and we're there again, but man, I remember another thing about nine eleven. Just the eeriest thing, because I live you know thirty minutes from forty minutes from an airport from the they used to call it Fort Walton Air Force Base, but you know we've got that Air Force Base right there. There's jets and airplanes flying all day, and there was nothing. I mean, not an airplane in the sky that day. It was such a eerie feeling. It's just crazy, man. Where do you think we are? Now with that as a country, with all of the information that we see, do you think more people are opened up to that, that it is our government, that it was set up, that maybe the planes that we saw from the TV were digital? That there was no way that a plane can run through a building with steel, you know, steel beams running down the sides? Yep. I think that, okay, so... COVID backfired on them in one way so bad because I think they thought more people would just line up and, and go take their, their shots. And, 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 and so my thoughts on COVID is, is the one thing that really, really backfired on the government and on, on the people, you know, above the government that's in charge uh, is that, that's what started, you know, Trump started an informational war uh, telling people about this and that. But when COVID hit and people started staying at home and listening to our videos, telling them that this was happening and this was happening. And once they started digging these rabbit holes, man, we woke up millions of people during COVID. Uh, I mean, not just hundreds of thousands, millions of people got woke. And that's why TikTok is doing what they're doing to us right now, Lambo, is because 
so many people woke up to the agenda, to the WEF, to, to all the corruption that's gone on for the last 50, 60 years. People started digging these rabbit holes, and man, they're figuring out, okay, there was some corrupt shit going on back then, but now there's sick stuff going on. And now they're realizing that they're pushing this agenda on our kids and pushing it in our schools. And and I think so many people have woke up. So there's a lot that, that haven't woke up, but the divide in America and the divide that they're pushing isn't as big as they, they show it to be. You know, you go out in the streets, you don't see people fighting over race and you don't hear people fighting over stuff in restaurants. You know, all these things that they say that we don't get along on. We don't get along on issues, but we're not divided as, as they think we are. And, and deep down, I think that we all want the same goal. We all want a prosperous America. We should all want to make America great again. You know, just because they don't like Donald Trump doesn't mean you shouldn't want America to produce its own goods, to produce its own energy, to export things, not import stuff in. You know, we should be making money off of our stuff and we should be providing for ourselves. And that's what I liked about Donald Trump the most. I wasn't a huge fan of Donald Trump when he ran. Uh, I damn sure wasn't voting for Hillary. So, you know, it's one of those, uh, you know, you pick the better of two evils, I thought is what I was doing. You know, I didn't want a TV star a uh, millionaire, billionaire for my president. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel like he would come in and represent the American people, but I'll tell you right now, I'm 42 years old and I've paid attention to politics for the last 18 years of my life. And that man came in and did more for this country, more for the American people, more for all races, more for the world than any other president has ever in history. And just gets I mean, crapped on at every turn. Yeah, you've got Obama and Joe and all these people have gotten Nobel Peace Prizes. And and Trump actually went to Israel and created peace with three different countries around Israel. And he went to North Korea and created peace and went to all these other countries. I think he got seven, eight different treaties, peace treaties signed while he was in office for four years. I mean, we had no wars going on. America was prosperous. Canada was prosperous. All of West, the whole West was prosperous. Everybody was doing good. Uh, and, and then it just gets shut down with a stroke of a pen. And people don't see that. They don't see that. They do. They see it. They have to. But they don't want to believe it. They want to believe, you know, if the news goes on and says, hey, this is Trump's fault. This is all of Trump's policies causing this now. You know, just like they did when Obama, when the gas prices went up, they were like, well, this is Bush's policy is actually going to effect now. You know, it takes a couple of years after they're in to go into effect. So that's why we're at where we're at now. Well, no, because if, if Biden stays in office another eight years, there won't be a United States of America. I mean, that's all there is to it. They are systematically destroying this country. It's on purpose. They're making it look like Joe's just a babbling idiot that doesn't know what he's doing. And that may be true, but there's somebody, maybe Obama, you know, behind the scenes that is pulling the strings and doing what the WBF and the NWO has been planning for the last 40 years. So I don't know, man. 
Michael, the next thing I want to bring up actually comes from your show, and it has to do with something that you had said, and I wrote down as one of my notes because I completely agree with you. But first, I want to talk about Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife, downtown Spokane. I was there myself Saturday night. Jacob came down. Uh, My team was down there. We were having a great time. The food was great. The drinks were nice and cold. The jello shots were amazing. They had some lemon ones, which were my favorite. So we had a great night. Crave Eats, Drinks, Nightlife, downtown Spokane, right across from Riverfront Park. Yes, they are redoing the streets down there. It is much needed. They will be so much nicer. It seems like Spokane is just under construction as a whole. And it's just something that we're having to live with for this summer. But they will be done. And those streets are going to be amazing. No more potholes. No more having to dive and move around the road just to miss these these breaks in the pavement. But it's going to look really nice down there. It's going to help out all of those businesses. Crave Eats Drinks, Nightlife, Downtown. Say hello to Jacob and the staff. And remember to tip your waiters very well. In your In your show which mm-hmm. I listened to today, the one you'd recorded on Monday, one of the things okay. that you had said, and I and I said the same thing, is bored billionaires. And that's who makes up the WEF. Bored yeah. billionaires, our leaders, our, you know, our, our political leaders, our world leaders, they all come together for the World Economic Forum. They control you know, everything, all of our goods, all of our productions, all of the things that we're going to buy. It's all controlled by them. So we, we are their lab rats in, you know, in the simplest context that we can, we can describe it. Absolutely. The billionaires are bored. My buddy's like, he's like, why would, why would Bill Gates want to do that? He's got computers to sell. He, he, he needs all of these people to, to sell his computers to. My response was <laughs> Bill Gates could give a shit about selling any more computers. That guy has Absolutely. more money than he even knows what to do with. His family in future generations will not know what to do with all that money. He's good. He's bored. So now what? Well, he's a power-hungry guy. You can see, I did a podcast on him, to where you can see the that angst. Like, he's the kid that got picked on in middle school. He's the guy that got shoved in the lockers in high school. He's trying to get revenge on people. Well, how do you do that? You get little man syndrome. You get back at them by controlling them, being the one that is going to tell you what to do. I would assume that's a lot of people that are the elites in our country, in the world, that that, they're in that same boat. This is their way of getting back to the bully is by controlling them. Bored billionaires. Yeah, I mean, it's no different than you have the... You know, and, and, and I back the blue, don't get me wrong, but the, it's no different than the guys that got picked on their whole life and they joined the police force or they joined the military. I agree. Because they, they want to feel a sense of power. And and it's no different than the, you know, I've talked about this with people before, you know. When we were kids, you know, we would play the games and, you know, we'd be like, bag this or, you know, we would wimp this. You know, we weren't bullies, but just, we were just, I don't even know, we were just hard little boys, you know? Uh, and, and we weren't even being mean. It's just what we did to each other, you know? We just called each other names. And and I think, though, that some of these kids took it to heart. Uh, and, and those are the ones that I think are these 
fascist Democrats that are in office now. They they went and they lawyered, became lawyers. They went to school. They got smart. They became lawyers and and they moved up into politics. And that, those are the ones I think that are infiltrating our government now and and pushing these agendas on our kids because we we didn't accept their shit when when we were kids. And now that we're adults, we're way more accepting. We're being told we have to accept this, we have to accept that. But yeah, I think that that is no different than what what we've been infiltrated in every level. But yeah, it's, it's definitely infiltrated. So we've got Bill Gates, who's buying up all the farmland. He yep. is patenting the vaccines. He patented the COVID nineteen virus. He is donating billions of dollars to uh, pharmaceutical um, vaccination testing and and production. And then he starts talking about world or thinning the world population. Now, when that speech came out, I cannot remember where he was at, but when that speech came out, I got told by a hundred people, that's not what he meant. He didn't mean that he wanted the world to be thinned out. He was just talking about the food availability for that small of a, or that large of a group. And I said, no, 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 you need to go back and listen to this. He is talking about eliminating millions, hundreds of millions of people off of this earth because there are too many. Yeah. Through vaccinations. Through vaccinations right there. Yeah. And, and you don't have to just listen to Bill Gates. You go listen to any one of them. I mean, Klaus Schwab, he's the one that said that there's hundreds of millions of of useless eaters, is what they called us, on this planet. And they they think that there's too many people. You go look at somebody like Elon Musk. Elon says that the human population is on the decline and that we're in trouble if we don't start, uh, you know, populating more. So... The, the agenda for these people is to get the population down uh, to what, like 700 million? Well, if you go by the guide stones, it's 500 million. 500 million, yeah. Okay, so 500 million. And so, yeah, it's no surprise. Bill Gates is not, that is not what he meant. He definitely meant that he wants the population to be down. Uh, and look at that. Okay, so you were talking about the food shortages and stuff. Well, so we, so we start having baby formula shortages, and then all of a sudden, Bill Gates' biomilk starts popping up. And you start talking about all these shortages on, on all these cows dying and all these chicken houses, you know, burning to the ground. And then all of a sudden, Bill Gates' bio-meat starts popping up. Like, they have their hands in everything. Anything that asked, that happens around us was planned by them, and they are the solution. They are the problem, and they are the solution. And, and what people keep doing, though, is so they, like, even with our election being stolen, not to get off subject, but even with our election being stolen, you know, we should have been in the streets the very next day by the by the tens of millions and said, no, <laughs> this isn't how this is going down. We, we demand a recount right freaking now. And we're willing to go sit there and recount them and do whatever we need to do to fix this right now. But you see the, the, the people in America and myself being guilty as well, is we think, okay, so we run by a constitution, we're a constitutional republic, uh, we're a land of law. And so our government, you know, we keep looking at the government to fix itself. The government rigged the election, our election was rigged, 
We knew the election was stolen, but we all just sat back and said, okay, well, it's going to fix itself. You know, uh, here in a couple of months, the, it'll be, you know, renounced and Trump will be back in office. And here we are two months or two years later, uh, and, and nothing has happened. I mean, we've had a couple states that have dropped, you know, uh, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for, but anyways, yeah, the, you know, the, the recounter, the election, um, <laughs> we're sharing the same yeah. brain, um, gotcha. where uh, they're, they're, they're deeming the election as fraudulent. Yeah. De- decertifying it. Decertifying. There we go. And, and, and so the, there's a couple, uh, states that have decertified, but, but we're still two years into this and we're still waiting for the government to fix itself. And that's never going to happen, man. The government is the problem and the government's the one offering the solutions that we, the people have to start coming up with the solutions. We have to, we have to figure out all together that this is the problem, no matter what side of the aisle you stand on, this is the problem right here. This is who is dividing us. This is who's causing the mass divide in us. This is who's lying to us. They're saying they're going to do this, this, and this when they're asking for our votes. But when they get into office, they're doing this, this, and this. And, and you know, you've got Chuck Schumer and, and all these guys that are Mitch McConnell. They're all, they're all friends. They all go behind closed doors. They all laugh and shake hands and, and make fun of what they're doing to us while they're all getting filthy freaking rich. Like, all these people need to be audited. They all need to be, they all need to be imprisoned. I mean, they're all treasonous. We need a purge. And when I say a purge, I don't mean like the movie. I just mean a full on whole new government, uh, a whole new body. We need to get rid of all these people that have been in there for 40, 50, 60 years, almost that, that are holding seats in, in office that are 85 years old. They should be in nursing homes. Yeah. They shouldn't be wandering around on stages, looking for the way off the stage bumbling around sentences trying to read teleprompters. This is ridiculous, man. I mean, I can't I can't believe that we have people that voted for him that can still stand behind him and say that they would support him and vote for him again in 2024. Like you have to be dumb as a brick. And I'm not trying to be mean, that's just the way I feel to think that he is doing a good job. Like Congress has what, like a 17, 18% approval rating right now. Yeah. 16, 16%. So that means that what is, what is 84% of Americans agree that Congress sucks. So if there's such a huge divide in this country, why, why do 84% of us agree if that's the number, I'm not a no math whiz, and I've been working all day. It's been a Monday on a Tuesday. But anyways, how do 84% of us agree that Congress sucks and, and that something needs to change? we're still not so, in the streets. Yes, we're not in the streets, and we're not, we're not unified. I have we're not on the same page. I want to hear it, man, because, you know, other than the media dividing us, I, I don't know. I believe it's because we know that in November, we... I, and I, I believe in November we're going to have a red wave come through. I believe that the right yeah. people are going to get voted out. I do hope here in Washington State we've got Patty Murray, who is a senator that has been in there 30 years. She needs to go because she is completely for Washington, D.C., and everything that that administration wants, that's what she votes for. It has nothing to do with the, the people of Washington State. And 
that is the new life, the new blood that needs to be in there. And I don't care if it's another Democrat that gets in or not, although I want Tiffany Smiley in. And, you know, I, I think she's awesome, and I agree with a lot of what she says. But even if yep. it was another Democrat, I, I wouldn't care because it's new blood. It's new life that's in there. It's somebody with new, fresh ideas who isn't just going to go along to get along. They're going to do something for the state. And I and I and she's one of those that she's not going to debate. Just like Carrie Lake down in Arizona, she's not going to get yep. her debate against the other lady that's down there. Uh, yeah. Patty Murray's the same. She's already come out. I'm not debating her because she yeah, knows she's going to lose. Yeah, they'll get eaten up just like Hillary did against Trump, just like anyone did against Trump. Uh, they, yeah, they can't support their own their own views and ideas. They just do it because they're getting rich off of it, you know. And and honestly, I think most of them know the plan and know that that most of us would be gone if if they had their way of doing it, you know. I don't know, man. It's it's a the next 20 years, man, if, if we can't change things around the next decade, we'll look nothing like the last 10 decades on, on this, on the war in the world, man. I, I mean, agree. it's going to be, it's going to be really crazy. And we're, we're going to have to figure out a way to get people really involved. I think you're right. And, you know, uh, so, we're talking about the election and, and, this red wave that I see coming that you see coming that I think everyone sees coming, you know, without any type of voter fraud or without, without letting them steal another election. I mean, you're right. Like there's no way that there's not a red wave, red wave coming. I mean, I've seen tons of Democrats, even on TikTok, even just after this last speech that Biden made that said, wow, that was the most divisive speech I've ever seen. Uh, really trying to tear Americans apart, trying to divide Americans, and and I won't I won't vote for that. Yeah, and so I've seen a lot of people. You know, not only did they they change a lot of people with Corona, uh, with the COVID nineteen, they've they've flipped a lot of people. Just sensible Democrats, people that ride the middle, or people that actually have a you know, uh. uh that, that can think for themselves whatsoever, they're, they're seeing this and they're seeing the divide that's being pushed. They, they see the, the summer of love. They see what they're doing to the people from January 6th. They're seeing the Dr. Simone still being in prison, uh, for speaking, just speaking about, uh, hydrochloroquine and stuff on the steps of the Capitol January 6th. So they're seeing what's going on and they're going, Okay, there's there's some hypocrisy going on here. Correct. And so, uh, I think if if we're allowed an election, uh, you know, I mean, I, I hope to God we do, and I hope that people step up and step out and do what we need to do to take this country back because that's the only way. November, this this November, this election is our. I think it, it's the biggest election we'll ever see in our lifetime. And it's not even a presidential election. It's which which people think that the president is what you know is what runs things. And but no, our Congress, our Senate that's that's who's it, it, all the way down to the local level. People need to be getting involved because yeah. that's who we're sending to Congress is people from our counties, people from our states, and and we need to be involved with our cities. And I just want to see our country get back on the right path. 
Yeah, and that, and finishes, I want up, being, that kind of finishes up my thought of, of why we need to get to the election because then we'll have the people in place who don't have the pull of not having that information get out there. Meaning, yeah. meaning there's people who have their careers and their lives, their future, their money wrapped in to the, the process that's gonna, that they're trying to keep hidden. The election, the money laundering, the Ukraine bullshit war, the child, pedophi- child pedophilia and, and sex trafficking, you know, all of that stuff, the insider trading from Nancy Pelosi, all of, all of this stuff is all being protected by the people who are in there. If we can get more people voted out and then we can start turning people over because they're just going to leave because they don't want to get, uh, you know, they don't want to get arrested. They don't want to get tried. They don't want to get convicted. They don't want to be going to jail or whatever's going to happen to them. They don't want to yeah. lose what they have going for them, which is why Nancy yeah. Pelosi act asked to be uh, an ambassador in Italy. Yep. Absolutely. They want to, they want to disappear. Because they know if if this red wave happens and we get people in there that are making America great again, that actually want to do good for this country, and we hold their feet to the fire, we make sure that these people are held accountable for the things that they've done to our country. Uh, they're in deep shit, man. Uh, Fauci, I mean, every last one of them will be in deep shit. Once we start doing... Uh, you know, investigations and panels and, and, uh, you know, start indicting these people. I mean, Matt Gates already says that, he's got 30 sealed indictments ready to go. And, and that's, that's, that's great. And that's what we need. We need, we need accountability. And that's what I'm pushing right now, man. We need unity and we need accountability. So what agency we, do you give those 30 sealed indictments to, to start going after the people they're indicting? Yeah, that's a good question, man. <laughs> that's a, a very good question because there there is no agency that's not infiltrated. Uh, I think, uh, I, I think there's still good people in all the agencies. They can't be all bad, but they're all in a pretty bad situation. And you know, we have whistleblowers that are stepping up and stepping out and coming forward. But I think that. More of them are going to have to, man, because the the further we get into this, the the more people that's going to be held accountable for their actions. Because your silence is going to be, you know, a guilty action at, at some point. I believe so as well. I think more people need to get in front. And I've said this about Hollywood: if the longer you stay silent, the more you get wrapped up in the the Hollywood nutshell of pedophilia. So either you need to start getting in front of it and saying, hey, this is not me. I know of so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Start opening up them doors. Let's, you know, separate yourself. That's what I think Hollywood (laughs) needs to do as well. Everyone everyone needs to right now, Lambo. Everyone needs to. Uh, You know, we have, we were talking about it earlier. You have maps, the minor attracted persons. You know, I said on the show last night, we need moms to take over that. Moms against pedophiles. That's what we need to start. Uh, fuck these guys that are attracted or uh, adults that are attracted to, uh, to kids, man. It's yeah. not right. Uh, it's not, man. I, I'll tell you, uh, you know, my first, my first sexual encounter, my sister was a little bit older than me. 
she had a friend stay the night that was 21 years old. This girl had her own house, had her own place. Uh, my mom, the, the girl worked with my sister. My mom, my parents were pretty lenient when I was younger. They, they worked their asses off and, and us, me and my sister were pretty responsible. We did a lot around, you know, we did everything around the house. We took care of everything. I took my sisters to school, dropped them off. I brushed their hair, gave them baths. Like, you know, we helped a lot. So we got, we got a lot of lenience when we were younger. So, uh, my parents were gone for the weekend, uh, doing a trade show. So my sister's friend stays the night at our house with us. And anyway, she sneaks into the room. I'm 15 years old. She's 21. She sneaks in the room anyways. So, so at the time, you know, I see nothing wrong with that. You know, once my mom found out and she hit the fan, you know, she kind of spoke some sense into me and I'm like, wow, you know, that, that is pretty, pretty sick. Why would a 21 year old want anything to do with, uh, you know, I was just a kid, you know, I had no clue what was going on. So, uh, I've been a pretty big advocate. You know, I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I, I, at the time I thought, God, I was in heaven, you know, but you know, the older I got and the more I thought about it, I'm thinking this girl like took my innocence, like not, not like I was raped or anything because I, I let her do what she wanted to do. And I enjoyed every minute of it. But at the same time, man, so many times I passed up girls that I could have done that with at parties or, or stuff, because that's not what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be that person at the time. But, you know, after she did that, man, I turned into a little horn dog. I, I started dating this girl. She had her own house. I could, she lived like two blocks from the school. So I could go down the road. I could skip out of school at lunch and we had off campus eating. I could bust out and go to her house and go down there and do whatever I wanted to. She would call up to the school and pretend she was my mom and get me out of school. I mean, it was crazy, but I'd seen nothing wrong with it at the time. But man, if, if I had a 21 year old boy doing that or a 21 year old girl doing that to my 15 year old son, that bitch would be in prison. Oh yeah. Like I would not put up with that. And, and like I said, by the time I was 18, 19, I realized, man, that was fucked up. What did this 21 year old girl that was very cute could have had a number of guys her age or older. What did she have that? You know, why did she want to do that with me? It was something sick in her head. And and it's everywhere, man. Have but we been, were talking about... Have you been following along with what's going on on TikTok? With the, with, with the trap yep, guy? Yep. Yeah, I have. It's, a little bit. Not much because I'm not on TikTok. I'm just seeing what I'm seeing on the Instagram. Yeah, it's a lot what but, uh, you just described as well to where he said, he said you got to go give that 15-year-old a high five. Yeah, and, and, and he was not a that. year old. It is not that. That is there is something wrong there, like you had said, that yeah. she's got an she's got something loose in that rocker of hers. Yeah, well see, he was the fifteen year old. That's the rumor, the, yes. The, yeah, so the story is, I mean, that, that he was the boy, and I don't know how old she was supposed to be. Twenty five. Uh twenty five. So that's even worse, man. I mean, but not in my eyes, twenty one, twenty five doesn't matter what the hell does an adult woman that has her own house has her own job has her own car uh what what the hell does she want to do with a 15 year old boy a ninth grader in high school you know calling up there getting me out of school and and stuff like that man like i said if i didn't bury them they'd be in they'd be in prison i would not be happy if i found that was out you know going on with my kid yeah and so same thing uh, but but to go back to to these people denouncing or to saying, hey, this isn't me, I'm not part of this. Every group needs to do that, man. We have the LGBTQ 
ZYX, you know, that community, they're going to have to step out and say, hey, yeah, I'm gay or hey, I'm trans, but I don't support kids being at freaking uh, crossdresser shows or whatever they call them. Uh, I don't I don't support that. You know, I want to be I want to be respected and dressed like a man or a woman. And 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 I can I can support that. You want to be a man or a woman? You want to dress that way, whatever you want to do. But they have to separate themselves and say, hey, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with minor attracted persons. That's pedophilia. We're not okay with that. That's not getting added to our label. Like they have to step away. And and I mean, everybody from these different, you know, the Democrats are going to have to say, hey, uh, yeah, I'm a Democrat, but I don't support abortion up to 16 or 21 or 28 weeks or four or six weeks after 18 years yeah like this one lady was and i i knew what she was i don't think she was a congresswoman i think she was a uh in a school district of something wanting wanting abortions up to 18 years because they might not be a productive member of society that's murder bitch that is i mean how could even one say anything like that and think that it sounds sane whatsoever. But yeah, anybody, anybody that people are just going to have to start speaking for themselves, Lambo, and quit labeling themselves as one particular group and say, Hey, uh, you know, like, like all the Republicans, 95%, 90% of liberals think that Republicans are completely against abortion, that, that we don't see any form of abortion being, uh, you know, okay. And that's not the case with, I'd say, the majority of Republicans. Majority of Republicans would be okay with incestual rape or uh, just any type of rape being, you know, the mother's choice to say, okay, I don't want this baby. This was forced upon me. Uh, I don't want it. Or any type of medical procedure that would require the mom, you know, say she's not safe to have this baby, then, then, then the mom should have a choice. And I think most Republicans would even say, you know, uh, you know, girls, you know, I've got five sisters, man. I, I've, I've got a sister that's had a few, you know, and I didn't agree with any of them, not to spit my family's business out, but I know, you know, hundreds of thousands of people have and, and it happens, but you know, these girls, they regret it afterwards. They have, they have mental problems afterwards. A lot of them do. And, uh, but to get back to the point, like, I think that we're not as far off as they think that we are. Correct. I think there's a lot of common ground that we could come together on and say, hey, you know, uh, let's go back to a 12-week uh, abortion. You know, you want abortions. We don't want it after this because after three months, a girl knows she's pregnant and, and that she doesn't want this baby. If she can't make the decision by three months, then fuck it. She's going to carry that baby and she can give it up for adoption or whatever. And I think that most liberals and most Republicans uh, can come together and say, yeah, let's let's do this, you know, but we can't even talk because they keep us so divided on on certain issues that we can't have these conversations with each other. Well, and you have uh, Patty and- Murray in here in Washington state coming out, telling them that Republicans don't even want you to have contraception. Yeah. Like, where did yeah, that ever come from? Nobody has it- ever said that. Because maybe one radical Republican in 1983 or something said it, and now they're saying that all Republicans are that way. And that's what they do. They'll pull one one statement from one person, and then they run with it. And 
And what's sad is 60 to 70% of the people that hear that believe it. Yeah. And they, they start making videos about it. And then everybody that hears those videos, they believe it. Oh, Republicans don't even want us having freaking birth control. Like they're taking away the birth control. They're going to take away condoms. Like they, it's God's choice if you have a baby or not. Or I mean, it's getting so ridiculous. Or it's the statement that was made, because I've made this statement as well, is it, to me, abortion is used as a birth control. It is not a birth control. It should be something that is a serious thing that you need to have with your doctor, your pastor, you know, whatever the process is. It is not a birth control and it needs to be taken away. So right there, what I just said, now it's like, oh, well, you just want to eliminate all birth controls. Yeah. You know, and you can play with words all you want. And that's what happens is is it's all wordplay. Everybody's words get twisted and, and it's just to keep us divided. I said, Limbo, if we could just sit down, say 50, 50 like-minded conservatives and 50 like-minded Democrats could sit down and, and have a conversation with each other, like have a sit down like what we're doing right now and just listen to each other, go back and forth. There's so much that we could get along on, man. Like, like I said, we, we all want our country to be prosperous. Nobody wants freaking food prices to be this high. Nobody wants gas and diesel prices. I mean, gas to be two something, three dollars a gallon, and diesel to be still up above five. I mean, that's why our food prices are so high. But you know, they keep the gas prices a little bit lower, and nobody, nobody even thinks about it. You know, because the diesel prices are still at five dollars a gallon, and all the everything's going up. But yeah, they just they just work on keeping us so divided. If we could just sit down and have some real conversations, and TikTok would quit deleting people like me. That, that aren't on there to cause divide. We're actually on there to unify people and to to make people, not make people, but to give people an option to listen to that that's not strictly just, hey, I'm Trump. I'm Trump. I, I You know, I'm just a, a constitutional conservative, man, and I just want our country to do good. So I got a story to tell you about conversation and, and sides coming together in the middle. But first, I want to bring up in-house sports. My co-host for the Hawkass One Radio podcast, Albert Garza, has his own batting cages in town. So get onto Facebook, reach to Albert directly, and get a time set up for you to go in for your individual one-on-one hitting, your individual one-on-one pitching, or your individual one-on-one fielding work. Or, if you're a coach, get your entire team in there. It's a great facility, lots of batting cages, lots of room. Get your team in there. Get ready for next season. It is that time of year. They're on Facebook. Again, reach out to Albert directly. In-house sports. So, I am single, and I went out. I had a couple drinks with my daughter's best friend's mom, who is also, she's just going through a divorce. So, we went out and had a couple drinks. And I'm, you know, obviously a conservative Republican, but I'm not, I'm not a, you know, pro-Trump, Trump, 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 you know, conservative. I'm, you know, I am what I am, but she's very liberal, right? So her daughter had found out that she's coming to, coming to, you know, have a couple drinks with me. I wanted to get out of the house because I know that feeling of going through a divorce and you feel like you're alone. You find every excuse to stay at home and just be by yourself and, wallow in your own self-pity right so i um come let's go have a drink let's go have a drink let's get (laughs) said you know she's like well i am kind of hungry i said fine let's go didn't give her an option to say no no we're going we're going we're going so our daughter finds out and says well mom you guys don't really line up you know um 
And, you know, she's not wanting to say it politically. You know, you, your, your beliefs don't really line up politically. And she's like, is that not a reason to, you know, I can't talk to somebody because we're not, you know, we don't agree politically. And I was like, that is the perfect answer. Because that's what yeah. our children are taught is don't talk to that's, them. Don't talk to them. They're yeah. going to corrupt your mind. When that's what we should be doing more of. It should have been a conversation of, well, you believe this and I believe this. Well, why? And I have talked about trying to get back down. And, and the, Glenn Beck made this um, a while ago when I first started listening to him. Is our politics is on a pendulum. And a pendulum doesn't stop. It just keeps going up and up, and it gets more extreme to the right, more extreme yep. to the left, more extreme to the right, more extreme to the left. Eventually, it's got to get back down to the middle. You know, so when you were saying we needed to start the government over, that's where we need to be. We need to be back down here where we have people conversing with each other, figuring out where where is our middle ground here. We've got to be able to agree on something. I mean, I've Real got friends people. who are who are liberals that that you know they believe what they believe they they don't like trump you know whatever it is but we can we can start agreeing on certain things and have that starting point and then start compromising our government today yep. does not compromise it's this way it's this way it's this way and nothing else so trying yeah. to just converse with people about about where do we agree on things let's not let's not argue and fight about what we don't agree on Let's talk about where we do agree, and then let's start broadening that that scale. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been saying that exact thing, man. Let's quit arguing about the stuff that we don't agree on, because obviously we don't agree on that. But let's let's make a list of things that we do want for our country, that we do want for our kids and grandkids, and let's let's talk about those things and how we can come up with solutions to fix those things. Because once we start working together on certain issues, it's going to be easier to come together on the issues that we don't want to come together on. And like I said, man, if, if, if these, if we could just talk and have the conversations together, I think that they would realize we're not the assholes that they, that they've been led to believe that we are. And I think that we're going to, you know, come to believe that, that some of them aren't the, the assholes that we think that they are. And, you know, we have to quit labeling people as, as sheep and, and we have to quit labeling people as, as, you know, just all the labels need to disappear, man. And we need to just get back to, uh, we're all people and we all have our own beliefs and we're all allowed to have our own beliefs. Uh, we just, we just have to watch out what we're accepting and, we can't let 1% of the population speak for the other 99% of the population. We can't allow these, these groups that, that literally it's not even, it's really just like a 0.03% of the population speak for everyone. We can't do it just to, just to try to make everyone inclusive. We can't keep accepting the, the knee, the nay, the nims, the shims, the shays, the, you know, we can't keep doing this, man. Uh, we were all born a certain way. If you want to be a woman, then, then dress like a woman. I will, if you look like a woman, I'm going to call you ma'am. If you look like a man, I'm going to call you sir. Uh, you know, I mean, it's just common courtesy from where I come from. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to make fun of you. I, I see men at home Depot that are dressed in a dress that, that try to take care of themselves, that make themselves look presentable as a woman. And, 
and I treat them with respect, man. I don't go in there and, and degrade them or talk shit to them. And as long as, as long as they're not talking to my kids and trying to do anything stupid, then I, I don't care. I'm, I'm an accepting person. And if that's what makes you happy, if you want to go home and put on diapers and pretend that you're a baby, go home and do that. I don't care what you do in your personal life. Let's just quit pushing it on each other. Yeah. yeah Let's quit pushing our beliefs on each other. We can accept each other, but we don't have to, to, uh, say, okay, well, I accept you and, 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 and I'm going to do the same thing as you because you're doing it. No, you do you, I'll do me and we'll meet in the middle, boo, you know? Well, like, that was the argument that, you know, you can't, you can't read your Bible outside and I walk by you, I'm going to get offended. We can't have a flag day where we go out and pray around the flag. You know, we're not, we're not pushing it upon anybody. We, you had the coach praying after the football game. Either no, join or don't join. But like you're not mandated to go over there and listen to this prayer. You don't want to listen to it, then walk to your car or go talk to your friends or go do whatever you want to do. But they should be allowed to do it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, if, I mean, if you're able to, people want to, if you're able to be allowed to, you know, walk around Home Depot with a dress on and you're clearly a dude and you don't want anybody to say anything derogatory to you then shame on you for telling somebody that they can't go to the flag and pray for our president, pray for our country without bothering anybody else. Yeah. And, and you know, like, you know, you're saying that, I think that that's what, you know, I, I said, I wasn't the hugest Trump fan to start out with because of just, you know, I mean, like I said, he was like Zelensky. <laughs> he was on TV. He was doing love a the TV apprentice. show. You know? I love the yeah, apprentice. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was awesome, man. But, you know, I'm thinking he's an actor. Like, I don't want him on uh, as my president. But like I said, he was the best choice at the time. And that's that's obviously what we've had to choose from for the last, since since I've been able to vote. You know, we just get these two choices. And, and that's another thing I'm sick of, man. Like, we need real people. Like, real blue-collar Americans stepping out and and, and running for positions and and filling these positions, but to go back to Trump, like I just wasn't the biggest fan, but when I started seeing like how these people were treating him, I'm like, wow, he was friends with Oprah. He was friends with this guy. He was friends with all of them. They used to come to the golf course. They, they would brag about being at Trump towers and now all of them hate him. Like what's going on here? Like, you know, these, these actresses are holding dead freaking heads, uh, you know, of, of Trump and, I'm just like, why are they demonizing this guy? So that's why I started thinking, well, maybe he's better than I thought he was, you know? And so I started looking at some of the stuff and some of the, the bills he was writing and pushing and some of the stuff he canceled out and just pulling us out of NATO and, and all the things he was doing. I was like, wow, he, he is an American. He is for America. And uh, he's a businessman. He's smart as hell. And like, well, he ran they, the country they, like a business, and that, what you just said, yep. he, he ran it like a business because that's yep. what we, we, we kind of are a business. Yes, we have our legal stuff, and that's why you have a team of different individuals that are, that are playing for the same team, but he ran it like a business, and he understood that most of our, of our economy is based on contracts and agreements, based on trading and infrastructure, and he, and he knows that, and that's what our country is built upon, and our country was doing really good until COVID hit. 
because they had to have COVID hit. And yeah, if they wouldn't have, so, and, and, and so I, I hated that Trump got in on the warp speed. I hate because Trump wants to do everything so good, so bad, you know, so fast. And so, so I hated that he got in on the warp speed and that he actually listened to the doctors as much as he did because man, you know, he had some devils in his ear and, and that really sucks because I think that Trump, I think if he would have just held off a little bit more and listened to a little bit more of the doctors that were outside the White House, I think he would have made some different decisions and handled that differently. I really wasn't, you know, thrilled the way that Trump handled the the vaccine and and the warp speed. But needless to say, it's what happened. And and they pushed for it. They wanted it so bad, you know. Uh, So, I mean, he had to do something. So. It's hard to say what I would have done. I can't. I can't hate on him because I have no clue what I would do in that situation. Man, that's a that's a heavy, heavy, heavy load to be carrying right there. Let's but just you have assume to, that he's yeah. not a part of it. Okay. Yeah. He had this. He had this uh, pandemic that that came out. We've got to have a, a vaccine for it. FDA says that they're working upon it. You've got Dr. Fauci who says, we're working hard around the clock. We're going to get a vaccine with him already knowing what is going to happen. They already had the vaccine developed in 2019 is what we're finding out. And now all of a sudden, this thing is being produced in a year, which has never happened before. And... You know, we're assuming Trump knows nothing about it, and now Trump is pushing it. The Democrats are like, I'm not touching anything that, that you know, Trump advises us to take. He, you know, he's the devil. He's trying to kill us all off. And then all of a sudden, the Democrats are like, oh, well, Joe's in place now. This is the best vaccine ever. There's no reason not to take it. They've got all these prizes and stuff that they're giving out, you know, the, the movie tickets and the million-dollar drawings and you know, whatever yeah, else they beer. were giving away, concert tickets. Free beer, free weed, free McDonald's, free everything, man. Yeah, concert tickets. Just just come get your jab, man. So and so, so, so yeah. hang on, let me finish. Let me finish. Yeah, so so you've got you've you've got Trump who who now is blindsided by the fact that this was the plan the whole time of we're going to have this pandemic because they already said the next administration is going to have a pandemic. They already foreshadowed it. And then they've already got this vaccine that was made in 2019 to have it ready for him. At what point does he go, wait a second, this was a setup. Does that, when, when does that point come assuming that he wasn't a part of it? Yeah. Assuming he wasn't a part of it. Yeah. When does that come? That's, that's, you know, and, a lot of people hated on me on TikTok whenever I started pulling away from Trump a little bit. But, you know, they're like, wait for the plan, wait for the plan. Well, man, how much has to be exposed? Like, how how far do we let them ruin our country before we step up and say enough is enough? I can't I can't wait for plans that I don't know what the plans are. And and so if Trump wasn't part of it. If, if like, where, where does he come into play? Where is he going to, you know, where does, because I mean, is it, you know, now he's just running around the country, uh, you know, getting MAGA Republicans 
nominated, which you know, I, I'm with you, man. I don't know. People hated on me for saying it, but like I asked the same thing. Like, why didn't he stand up and say, "Hey, this is bullshit. They're fixing to push a, a pandemic on us that that they created. They've already got the vaccines." Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, and what you you know, we're getting all these all these you know Republicans going into this into the positions of power into the elections. We're going to have a red wave come through, but I don't want a complete red government. Just like I don't want no. a complete blue government. I want to be somewhere in that middle area. And I think we can we, agree with Democrats on that too, that they don't want a full red government. I would hope that they don't want a full blue government that we can meet somewhere in the middle. So after this red wave, we get rid of all of these tenured governors, these tenured senators and house representatives we start getting back to fresh blood, and then we can start moving it back to the middle. That's my ultimate hope, if we do actually have an election in November, that that's the, pro- that's the start. Yeah, because we need checks and balances, man. We can't all think the same. We need healthy debates. We need people on both sides representing the people that need to be represented. I just think that the left side has gotten so freaking out of whack. Lambo, I feel like I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, I would have been considered a middle in the middle. You know, I don't think I would be considered a right wing extremist. Like, like, like they say that I am, Uh, I feel like I lean more middle. I I can agree with so many things, or I can at least bend in a certain direction for so many things that the liberals want. It's just, they have to do some bending too. But, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, my grandpa's conservative. I, I feel like I'm willing to bend and, and, and allow certain things or uh, at least uh, compromise on certain things to, to get things done. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And so I think when we say a red wave, I think that, you know, we need to get back to a constitutional republic. They all keep talking about their democracy. We need to get back to a constitutional republic. In a constitutional republic, there is people on both sides. You're going to have a, a Democratic Party. You're going to have a Republic Party. And you're going to have people that, that represent both sides. But we have to get back, like you said, we have to have this red wave, which isn't even really a red wave. We need this constitutional wave. We need these people that are for America, for the Constitution, to step back into place and give the powers away that the government's not supposed to have and hold the government to the fire on the powers that they are supposed to have and, and make sure that they're using them in the way that they're supposed to be using them. What are we always told by democratic, you know, senators and and house representatives though? We've got to get the Republicans out because they have their special interests. They're not for the people. They're for their special interest cronies. Yeah. They just want to put in their own special interest. When it should be us, we are the special interest, and they've they forgot about that. Yeah, they, they they work for us, man. They get voted in by us. Uh, we 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 have to get rid of these boomers that are in office, man. These people that have been in there for so long. We need people in there, younger people. Generate. We need some Generation X in there. We need Gen Xers in there, and uh, we just need to get in there and kick ass, man, and do what we do best. I really thought that would be a Dan Crenshaw. 
I was a really big Dan Crenshaw guy. He's from Texas. You're from Texas. Yeah. What what happened with him? And I I would like to know because I felt the same way about Dan. And I I think the same thing happened to him that happens to all these other politicians, man. Uh, They get a taste of the, the, the good life and either... They, they either get something on them, you know, like Epstein's Island. What do you think that was all about, man? They, they would take these people out to this island and, and say even if they didn't do anything, their name is on that list. Yep. And, and you're held, you know, like, hey, man, you, you, you're going to do this or we're going to tell people that you were doing this and this and this. Well, fuck you. I didn't do that. Well, no, you got on Lolita. You came to the island. People know what you were at the island for. Come on. You know, like. That anything, man. They they hold these people. I, I don't know about Dan. I really don't know what happened to him because I swear, man. I thought Dan was a a, a good dude, and you know, people. You know, we have no clue who who is really good and who really isn't, man. There's they're all they're they're actors, they're actresses. I mean, the WEF has their nails in so many people, and if you pay attention to Klaus Schwab when he talks. He's talked about this before. He says it doesn't matter. Uh, get rid of the people that we have in power now. Do you know how many people we have in behind them that's going to step in? Like, so they're very confident on on what they're doing. So, uh, you know, people like Dan, you know, the fakes, the phonies. We're going to have to we're going to have to figure out who those people are. And that's why I say if we get our election in 2022 and we get these people in office and they say they're going in here to do this, this, and this then we we make sure that they are doing what they say they're going to do because we need America needs accountability more than it needs anything right now. And so when people start being held accountable and the truth starts being revealed on on all the things that have been happening and people can't deny the truths at all, uh, you know, that's when we're gonna start seeing a lot of change. You and I agree. Uh, on the election, we don't we we don't think that it's going to happen. Why don't you think it's going to happen? I mean, uh, I guess just distrust. Uh, I mean, just knowing the things that that they've done before, uh, knowing that that they had the you know their hand in the COVID nineteen. Uh, Knowing that they stole the election before, and knowing the the red wave we had in 2016 when they when when even the Amish people you know showed up to vote for Trump, I think that they know there's no way, absolutely no way, that they can win and keep this election fairly. I think that they know that we may not have stepped up and and told them that that the election was stolen in 2020, but I think that they know the American people aren't going to allow that to happen again. And so how else are they going to stay in power unless they do some type of false flag or, you know, get us in, in a, in a war or something that would, you know, suspend our elections. Uh, how, how else, how else do they stay in power? Because man, I'm telling you, 
if, if the red wave that you and I see and that, that I think America sees coming comes, uh, the Pelosi's, their son, you know, their, their kids, the Biden's, their kids, the Clinton's, the Bushes, like these families will be destroyed over the next few years with all the evidence and all the, all the indictments, you know? Yes. Like, so how do, how do they keep power if they don't do something to suspend our election and keep ruining our country, uh, you know, under the, under the constitution or whatever. I need everybody who is listening to go to the pissed get yourself 20% off your first order and get yourself the scent of freedom. Choose from wax melts, candles, the Patriot bars to create the ultimate smell of freedom in your home. But there's more, more freedom Get your exclusive Mr. Freedom Stick line of scents and clean cotton wipes. The pissed off patriots, Christina and Nicole, find them on TikTok and Facebook as well as their website, thepissedoffpatriots.com. That's weird. I agree. It's it's too much. And they never they never believed. And a lot of my listeners on the A Little Extra Lambo podcast has heard this from me before, but I don't, the, the Democrats were not ready. And I, and I don't mean Democrats. The elites, the traitors, did not expect Donald Trump to win. It was a foregone conclusion that that election, Hillary Clinton was going to win. It was going to be a transfer of power from Barack Obama to Hillary Clinton, and it was smooth sailing with their agenda. They never expected the the twenty sixteen election. Yeah, no, but I'm saying the twenty twenty agenda. Yes, or twenty twenty two agenda. Yeah, correct. And yeah, they never expected him to win, and they didn't stop no. their plans. They kept going behind the scenes. They put a pause on, you know, whatever the forefront was, obviously, but they never expected him to win. And now he knows too much which is why the Mar-a-Lago got raided, because they want to know what he has. What are those classified documents that you took? They want to know, because they need to know how to cover their asses when the 22 election comes around. That's that's why I believe they raided Mar-a-Lago. So so why why haven't they JFK'd Trump? I was asking myself that today as well. I don't know. You know, is it because they're afraid the MAGA crowd would just say, fuck it, we're done, and just start a revolution? Or I, th- I like, think you lose the 86% of people that are not happy with our government. I think you lose 86%. And if you want to see yeah. what an, a real insurrection looks like, shoot President Trump, and you'll see it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And, and yeah, to, <laughs> an insurrection. I mean, it, it's it's insane that we still have people that are being held as political prisoners for January 6th. Uh, you know, what happened there? I, I, I would have never gone into the Capitol. I just, I, 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 I wanted to go J6, man. I had planned on it. I had prepped for it. Uh, you know, I think my wife was good with me going just last minute, man. I thought, no, I need to stay home. And if I want to do something, I need to, uh, 
you know, just do it locally. Just, you know, because I just didn't have a good feeling, man. And God, was I right. I, I had no clue that they were going to use those people as pawns like they have, though. After they let the summer of love happen, man, after all those hundreds of millions of freaking businesses and, and establishments went up in fire and looted, robbed, burned, just police precincts, man, just innocent people dying on the streets, people being beaten to death because they had the wrong hat on. I mean, it's insane. I can't believe that people still don't see it, man. Uh you know, they, they've just got them hated Donald Trump that bad that they're just that blind to not see what's really going on in this country. And to think that we are the threat to their democracy. I, I keep saying we are the threat to their democracy we because are. that's what they're living in. They're living in a democracy and we live in a constitutional republic and we are a threat to their, to their oligarchy. We're a threat to their tyranny and we're a threat to their you know, uh, ruining the world. Uh, and without our second amendment, man, we, this, these plans would have already been done. The world would have already been digitalized. It would all be a, under the one world constitution that they were talking about at the WEF meeting. Uh, if we didn't have our second amendment here, I really believe that, you know, there would have already been a world war three, uh, you know, I, the the people that, you know, China, I don't know, man, there wouldn't be that many people left on this, on this, you know, on this planet. I don't think honestly, if, if we didn't have our second amendment and we weren't able to, able to keep the peace that we've kept and the, you know, the rules that we've kept. Correct. I created a video or, or no, actually I talked about it on the podcast that a guy was talking to a Russian general. He was a, he was a, um, I believe he was in the army. He was a soldier and he was talking to this Russian general and said, during the cold war, why did you guys never invade America? Why did you never come over here and attack us? And he said, we can account for all of your movements. Um, as an, as a military, we can account for it and we can, you know, have our strategies for it. The one thing we could never win against the one thing we can never strategize against was the American people. There's too many firearms. So if you have a if you have a world power, even then, which is why I don't agree that these people come out saying, "Oh, you're going to attack the government with your you know with your AR." Yeah. Well, Russia would not attack us because of the American people and the weapons that they had. Absolutely, and and they know that they come rolling through the streets in tanks and and shit. It's you're talking hours within civilians having this equipment. Uh, like there's there's too many of us. It, it you know if we if it came to that situation and they they start martial law or something like that and they start putting American troops on the ground. I mean you you got to look these people. This is you're telling them to go fight their cousins and their families, their high school friends and shit. Like for one, that's not going to happen. And for two, the ones that are in the military and that would turn against the American people. I mean, we have 17 million vets in this country, man. Like, still about 12, I don't know, 11 to 12 million of those that are that are still active and, and that shoot guns on the daily or on the weekly or monthly, you know, that, that still train and that, that never lose that stuff. So, yeah, within hours, I believe that the civilians would be taking over 
the military's equipment anyways. Correct. So. Correct. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. You know, we've got two months until that election. I don't know what to expect. Something has to happen. I hope nothing does. Hopefully it's just, hopefully it's just, you know, lost words in the airwaves, but something has to happen in order for that election not to happen because there is too much to lose for the administration, for the world, you know, the WEF right now that it will all go bye-bye if we get the people in place that we think are good people that are going to be going into those positions. There's too much to lose for them. Yeah, because we will expose everything. And and we'll take we'll take over the media, we'll take it back. You know, we're already working on these things, man. Like Fox News, CNN, uh, all these news stations are going to be taken over by people like us. Uh, you know, TikTok wants to eliminate us, then we're going to create our own platforms, man. Just like this podcast, just like our radio show, uh, just like the Patriot Network that we're talking about creating, the uh, Real Patriot News with a Z dot com. That's going to be a new website where uh, a bunch of creators from TikTok, and we'd love to have you part of that Lambeau that are, you know, we're going to come out with every night an hour and a half or so of news, uh, an hour of live news, and then uh, clips that you can't see on TikTok that would just get deleted or something that, you know, there's going to be profiles on there with different clips of uh, stuff like that. And it'll be all uncensored and, and we're going to take over these platforms. They're not going to allow us on their platforms, So we'll create our own and we're going to give people an alternative place to go see their news. And so unless they just shut the internet down on us, man, we're going to, we're going to eliminate these news stations. People aren't going to be paying attention to them by the time we're done with them. I was not this propaganda. I was gonna bring up the the uh, um, I was gonna bring up the real patriotnews.com as their as your closing, but since we're on it, how did that yep. come into fruition? How did it how did it come together? Okay, so uh, let's say uh, H Fisher, the the red pill guy on TikTok. Uh, he knows that I do the radio show and he knows that I just keep getting banned. Like every time I make an account, he, he hits me up. He's been banned several times too. Uh, and, and he's hit me up every time he makes an account, but he'll hit me up every time I make one. Well, this last time he, he texted me or messaged me and was like, man, let's, let's get in contact. You're only three hours from me, you know? And so we traded numbers and we've been messaging back and forth for the last few weeks. Well, he just asked me, he was like, man, uh, you know, doing your radio show, how, you know, asked about the ratings and stuff on that. And he said, what if I made a video asking people if they wanted real news? He was like, would you want to be part of a online community to where we started gathering people together and uh, put a community together that, you know, there's a lot of people on TikTok that are just about trauma, Lambo, that, that aren't there for the real reasons and that just, that are there for clout or there for drama that, that just shouldn't be on there, man. Cause right now we have, this is the most important time of our lives and we should all be unified together and we should all be talking about the same thing and, and exposing these damn corrupt people and, and making sure that this election happens and happens the way we want it. But anyways, he just, he contacted me and, and we got to talking and we talked for about two hours, man. And we said, yeah, let's put a video together and just see what kind of, uh, what kind of attention it gets, man. And within 24 hours, man, he had 2,500 comments on there. 
uh, like 12,000 likes and 2,500, 2,700 comments. Uh, people just saying, yes, please. People saying, I will donate to it. Uh, people saying they would donate their time to helping build a website that, that they just, they're sick of the news that's, that's getting passed around. People come to TikTok and it's sad that they have to do this, man, but they do. They come to TikTok to get their news because that's the only place they can get real unpropaganda news. Correct. Uh, from people like us, man, that, that don't have a damn, uh, you know, uh, uh, a hand in the fire or whatever, you know, that we're just giving you the facts. We're just giving you the real news. We're not making the shit up. We're not twisting it and turning it in any direction. We're telling you what happened, where it happened, why it happened, and why these people are doing it, you know? And and TikTok doesn't like that. None of Instagram, man, we get on Instagram and, you can't get a video to move on Instagram. No. Your shit just stays in your little community just like it does in Facebook. And TikTok's the only place I can go or anyone can go and get a message out within hours to, you know, I had my last account, I think, for 18 hours. I had 700,000 views on that account in 18 hours uh, on, on my videos. One of my videos was up for 14 of those 18 hours. It had 380,000 views, uh, maybe 42,000 likes, maybe 38,000. I can't remember. But you're talking 14 hours. It had that many people. Almost almost a half a million people saw that video, saw my message. Whether they liked it or not, they saw it, at least saw part of it, you know. And so there's not another platform out there that can do that. And I no. think that's why we keep going back to TikTok, and that's why we, you know, I've that's why I'll be making a 43rd account when I make another account. But their tactics are working because you have people like Brad or Freedom Stick or Tony that, that just got sick of the bullshit. But it's not just TikTok that they're sick of. Because if it was just TikTok deleting us, uh, you know, them guys would still be there making accounts. Uh, maybe not Brad because, you know, his situation right now, but uh, Tony would. But it's, it's the drama that's being allowed. Uh, in our groups and you know the the attacks on Kramer the the fake bullshit attacking to calling people pedophiles and that that aren't pedophiles that have nothing you know they made videos saying that every address that Kramer had was linked to pedophilia and then he had to go back and retract it well like Tony doesn't want anything to do with that man he doesn't want people coming at him for for bullshit like that he has a family just like I do uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a bulldog, man. I'm not going to fucking give in to these commies. Uh, they want to come for me. They want to come for my business. I don't care. I will fight tooth and nail. Uh, I have, you know, I have two kids, 23 nieces and nephews, man. I have, I have a, a, a hunt in this fight or a dog in this fight, man. And I'm, I'm not giving up. Yeah, we have to I'm take here. this country back. And we've got to take this country back for our kids and for our grandkids. Like it's, it's gone way too far. And if we don't do it, if this generation doesn't do it, if Gen X doesn't do it, it's not happening. Nope. I completely agree. I completely agree. And our children right now within the schools, you know, they've been indoctrinated for generations because it was something that we just didn't see happening. Then we didn't believe it was happening. And then it was too late. 
That's why homeschooling is going through the roof right now of, of, of children getting homeschooled. And I wish that I could homeschool my children. But all I can do is question the teachers. I can talk to the teachers. I can talk to my, my children as they come home. You know, how was school? What did you guys learn? What are you guys covering? I can cover those bases because I'm not in a position to homeschool my children. And where we are at in Washington State, we're on the, we're on the, the right side of the state. It's a little better than the left side of the state, but still it does infiltrate into our schools over here. So, yeah. you know, we've got to be diligent. We've got to be a part. We've got to be, you know, like you, you preach, get into your schools. I've never been to a school board meeting before, but it's now something that I'm starting to do because I, you have to, you have to be engaged. We can't have, we, a, have we can't have a school board meeting in a hallway with three leaders of the school board and then eight parents. We can't have no, that. And, and, We've got to fill yeah. gymnasiums. Yeah. Yeah, because the school board meeting that I attended uh, last year when I started to get involved, the first one I attended had six people on the board and there was literally eight people in the audience. We were in a small 12 by 14 maybe room. Uh, there was maybe 14 to 16 chairs just lined up, you know, in front of each other uh, in, in rows. And and I said, I, I told him, I said, is this how every school board meeting is? Is this where y'all hold all the meetings, you know? And they were like, yes. And I was like, this is, this is absolutely ridiculous. This is all the parents that are involved. I was like, wow, I can't believe that I sat on the sidelines so many times and just never even thought about going up there because they're getting away with whatever they want to get away with. These six people are in charge of our kids' education, and there's only eight people up there to defend our kids and say, no, or yes, we're going to allow this. Uh, I mean, that's why we're in the position that we're in. But nobody told us that we needed to be doing this, Lambo. Our parents weren't involved with our schools like that. Our parents were busy fucking working, yep. living the American dream, trying to provide for us. Because when we were born, uh, America was in a recession just like it's in right now, that they're not admitting that we're in. You know, gas prices in 1980. Food prices, they were higher than they had ever seen them. You know, in, in 30, 40, 50 years, I, that generation, it was higher than they'd ever seen. So our parents were busy hustling and working. And and by the time the, the money started getting better, our parents were already slaves to the system. And they didn't know anything about this stuff. So uh, it's on us. We know. We, we went down the rabbit holes. Whether we want to know, whether we, we want to do anything or not, it's our duty now and uh like i said if if our generation doesn't stop this there's not a generation that's going to no it is the gen x and and we will step up and and do what we got to do to protect our children number one protect our families number two and to protect the future of this country and that it will be the gen xers like you had said they they're the ones that need to get into power and make the decisions that probably aren't going to be great you know, or make people, it'll, they will make people uncomfortable, but they're decisions that need to be made. So I think that's where we're at. Yeah, um, in closing, you know, we do have this election yeah. coming up. Um, you advocate doing things locally and then through the state level and then up, you know, to the presidency here in 24. But yeah. in, in closing, what are, what, 
what can people do to start preparing for what is going to happen? How, how do you handle food storage? How do you handle ammunition? How do you handle all that stuff? Okay. So man, I honestly, uh, ammunition, like I've got everything. Uh, okay. So are we talking about how do I store it? How do I, how, how Just what are we what talking should here? people do? Cause I have, I have my philosophy and we've talked about it on several podcasts. I believe mm-hmm. in three days, three weeks, three months, the local prepper Absolutely. says 10 meals, 10 meals to 20 to 30 yeah. to, you know, you just keep going through like that. We all have our individual ways, but how, what, yeah. what would, what advice would you give for people? I gave a whole podcast about the dollar store and using the dollar store and pillaging the dollar store to start off with. Cause our grocery yeah, stores, our shelves are getting thin. So how, do, are, how do you, what advice do you give to people to start? Okay. So, I mean, like the basics, you know, I mean, the rice, the beans, uh, just the basics on that, man. And, and like you said, the dollar stores are great, man. And that's a great place to pick stuff up. Uh, man, I, I want people to, to learn to sustain on their own. I don't want them to rely on the store. Yes, obviously you're going to need stuff from the store, but I want people to, to get more active in learning stuff from each other and we need we need to get back to uh you know not relying on our government we need to get back to a sustainable life to where we provide for ourselves we can grow our own food we can we can trade with each other certain things like that that's what i think people need to get back to you know get to sharing information with each other and learning things that they can do to get away from the system uh, yeah. So I don't know if I'm getting to the, where you wanted to go with that or not. Nope. Just looking for what advice you give to people when they ask you, what do we need yep. to start doing and preparing for? Yeah. So, I mean, so that was great. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. I, I just, I, I want people, you know, get involved, go to your, go to your city meetings, go sit down at a city hall meeting, uh, see how active your community is. Cause I think you'll be really surprised. Uh, you know, a town like, that I live in, uh, 30 in the city. I live in the County, but in the city, there's 33,000 people in the city. Uh, you can go down to the city hall meeting and there's about, I don't know, maybe 50 to 70 people at, at a meeting, which is, which is crazy. I think that we need to start showing up in numbers to where they have to put projectors out in the parking lot. They have to have loudspeakers out there. And uh, a microphone passing around to people out there. Like, we need to show up in numbers to the school boards, to the city hall meetings, to the county meetings, uh, to the state meetings. If you're close to Austin or if you're close to your state capital, uh, get active, man. Like, it's the only way we're going to take this country back is if we take this country back, do it the way the Constitution told us to do it. you know, we have the power to vote these people in and out every two years. We've just been really inactive for too long. We just need to be very active and in, in, in the communities and get get our views, get our opinions, get get what we want back out there. Quit being the silent majority and be the, the loud majority. What do you want to promote? You've got your Patriots United radio show. You've got the real yep. new, the real Patriot. No, the real Patriot, Patriot News, News with a Z. Dot com. Yeah. 
What yeah. else do you got? You got your Instagram? Yeah, Instagram, three rows, more hoes. Uh, that's it, man. That's really all I'm at right now. Uh, don't do anything else. I guess I just got so much going on with, with these things already. Uh, that's it, man. I love I love what you do, Lambo. Love your podcast. Uh, love you coming on our show, man. You do. You're an awesome co-host. You're an awesome guest. Uh, yeah, man. I, I will, love it. I will be on there on Monday. Awesome, man. She uh, she always surprises me and doesn't tell me till Sunday who's on there. <laughs> That's what she tells me. She'll tell me six weeks in advance uh, who's on there for six weeks, and then I'll forget. And then she'll be like, hey, we've got this person Monday. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay, awesome. So great, great. Good to hear, man. Right. I'll be grilling you. I'm going to come up with some good stuff for you, brother. Do that, do that. So I appreciate yep. you coming on, and I'm going to do some some pieces to uh, add, to promote on TikTok and get get those juices of people who are looking to see your face and uh hopefully it'll they'll turn out and and uh you'll get some love from from your tiktok fans awesome man awesome well have a great night and i appreciate you having me on the show brother you too buddy thank you all right thank you michael again thank you for coming on michael three rows you can find him on instagram by putting in at three rows Patriots United Radio Network. That link will be, is, not will be, it is in my link tree. So just get into my link tree on all of my bios. Scroll on down, find Patriots United Radio. And then as well, realpatriotnews.com, news with a Z. So all those places, find Michael Three Rows. Thank you again, sir, for coming on. I cannot wait to be on the Patriot United again on Monday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 Central. And we're going to have a great show. Chatio, Michael Three Rose, and Lambo. It'll be a good time. So, again, thank you for coming on the show. Our, glad our schedules finally matched up. It was a great show, and we will have to have you on again, sir. As for the Extra Lambo podcast, hit that notification button. Hit that five-star review. Even leave some kind words. And, again, hit that follow button. It is all free. I am Lambo. Peace!